Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. Hey, Scott. I think that, wow. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for having me here with, with you today. It is absolutely exciting. I'm so thrilled and honored and blessed to be here with you because it is such an incredible opportunity to be able to interact with other people in the podcast community, to interact with other people who are living that limitless life. A little bit about myself is I really thrive on interacting with highly successful individuals who are living life at a high standard. And part of what I do is I interact with those high caliber individuals. I get to learn their secrets, their skills, the tricks that they use to get to where they are in life. And I have found that success leaves clues. So as you can imagine, like a Napoleon Hill type scenario where he went out and created the book, Think and Grow Rich, he had to interview several hundred people in order to build that book over the period of 20 plus years. In a way, I guess you could say I'm doing the same thing in the 21st century through podcasts. I go out and find limitless individuals who have an incredible story, who are helping to motivate and inspire people to live on the next level, who have chosen to become a victor instead of a victim. And I share their stories with the world to spread that positivity because being positive is so much more helpful than being negative, especially with what we're going through in today's world. So, and and that's obviously why, you know, we were drawn together and, you know, the collaborations that we've already been doing on your podcast and now mine. So what was, what was the moment for you? Because everyone has that, that aha moment where they kind of realize that, you know, they're destined for more, they want to do more, they want to, you know, really want to lean into life a little bit more to not only expand it for themselves, but to give hope and inspiration for others around them. So if you had to put your thumb on a moment where you had that, you know, that eye opening, that eye awakening, the, the parting of the Red Sea moment that really allowed you to step into what you're doing today, uh, what would that moment be for you? Okay. Well, I believe uh, we talked a little bit about it off camera uh, last time we talked. And I don't, I don't think I need to get into all the details, but the, if you want to see the details, you can check it out on my LinkedIn page. It's actually in uh, one of my featured stories there. On my LinkedIn page, you can see a, a 30 minute video of me explaining all the details. But in shorthand, <laughs> I was in a car crash. And no, I wasn't the driver, but being 14 at the time, I was in a, a life altering car crash where it was told to me that I should have died on the scene and a combination between the, the helicopter pilot who flew me to the hospital and the nurse was essentially saying, we put all this time, money, effort, and energy into saving your life. You might as well make it worth living. And when you're 14 and you nearly, you blink and all of a sudden you're in a hospital bed, <laughs> you, you start to really see things a little bit differently because 
you were going to live your life normal. Everything was going to be normal. And then you blink your eyes and wow, I'm in a hospital bed. Wow. I got broken bones. I got nerve damage. I got trauma. I got bruised out of my face. I got all these sorts of things. It can really change your paradigm instantly, instantly to realize, uh, <laughs> cause, uh, because I was in that car accident, it caused me a lot of uh, trauma, both internally and externally. And it really changed how I, how I wanted to drive because uh, where I was thinking I was gonna drive right at 16 uh, and being in a car accident at 14, that didn't happen. I didn't start driving until I was 18. So, you know, we, we go through these moments and, and just like you said earlier, we can either be the victim or the victor. And, you know, my, my audience knows my story well of, you know, obviously my father being incarcerated and um, making millions, losing millions, filing for bankruptcy, uh, you know, getting divorced twice and all, all the things that, you know, would cripple people, you know, because there, there's a lot of people we, we talked about in the pre-show of unprecedented times. And whenever you're listening to this episode, obviously 2020 was a very interesting year in the first quarter of this year we you know we we dealt with a pandemic and you and i both agreed in the pre-show that you know these aren't unprecedented times there were pandemics that happened before just at different levels whether it was 9-11 or whether it was the iraqi war or the gulf war or world war one whatever you want to put your finger on there's been pandemics like this. And in the same breath, you and I spoke about that there are personal pandemics when someone does get divorced, when someone loses their job, when someone has a loved one that suddenly passes or you personally fall ill. So, you know, again, there, there might be a, a dark tunnel that you may be in or the world may be in, but there's always a light at the end of that tunnel. And, you know, I, I use your story as an example because there are, and, and I know you would agree with this, that you're not the only 14-year-old that had to go through something like that. There are other 14-year-olds that went through something similar, where it was a life-altering moment. And in life, we have two choices. We can go down a path of self-discovery and realizing I've been blessed and I've really been given a second chance and I'm, I'm going to push those chips all in and make the best of this. Or like you said, they live in their story. They're, they're rewinding that tape over and over again, and they never actually progress and, and get to the level that they're truly destined to be. So what did you personally learn from that experience outside looking in? You're looking back on this now. You know, you're in your 20s now, and you know, obviously you've, you've grown out of this and you're doing amazing things. What would you say is the, the biggest lesson that you took away from going through that at such, such a young age as, as I did? I was 18 when I went through my big moment with my father. Um, what was the biggest lesson you took away from that? That's a good question. I would say it's something very similar to what David Goggins believes in, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with who he is. I think you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I realized that you're stronger than you think you are. And while I, I'm not running marathons with broken bones and all that, like David, David, that, like David Goggins did, <laughs> I, I found myself to be able to understand that I can push my limits more than my brain thinks that I can push my limits. Now, I'm not saying go to the point where you're just about ready to kill yourself. I'm saying that 
typically the uncomfortable situation that you're in right now, you can handle more. And what you have right now, you have enough inside of you to be able to get through this. Just like what we're going through as a society, it's going to pass. We're going to be able to get through it and we're going to become stronger and better because of it. So looking back on all of this, what someone that's, that's listening to this right now, that's very unsure they're going through a moment similar or on, on a different level. What's the best piece of advice you could give that person that they're, they're just stuck. They, they're replaying the story of what happened and, and they're playing that victim card. What's, what's your message to that person? Well, I can say what I did was <laughs> laying on a hospital bed can be, for me, it's one of the best forms of torture you can ever go through. But uh, you need to have some type of vision, some type of goal. And what I had was from the moment I woke up was I want to get out of this hospital bed. What do I have to do in order to get out of this hospital bed? And then instead of after being shot down, <laughs> after being shot down, I realized that I need to make smaller goals in order to get to that. And part of that was I had to uh, basically go through all the procedures, all the doctors, all that sort of stuff. But when you have this big goal, break it down into smaller goals, down to what do I need to do right now that will progress me towards my next goal, that will get me to my ultimate goal, which in my case was getting out of the hospital. So what do you think? I mean, that's, it's, it's like the best form of torture someone can go through because like there's you have you have no choice but to kind of just stay in your head and think and be with yourself and that's probably when the most growth happened being that this happened to you at 14 what advantage do you think you had over maybe some people that went through something a little bit later in life in their 30s maybe 40s what advantage do you think you had uh, of going through this so young and for that person that is going through it at a latter point in their life, what advice can you give that person to move through it like you did when you were 14? Okay. The, the biggest difference that I found from someone going through something traumatic, and I say that tongue in cheek, at a young age versus when you get older, because you can go through something traumatic at 14 and then something traumatic at 21 and then something traumatic at 31. Uh, just for random dates. But I would say that no matter what you go through, you are stronger than you realize, but also there's a, a real fancy quote. I don't remember all of it, but I read it after I went through this experience and I realized that this is what was going on through my head. And the quote was something to the extent of life throws basically a bunch of lemons, lemons at you early on. And the more lemons that you can eat or the more lemons that you can take early on, the more mature you will become, that way you can better appreciate the happiness and the good things in life. Because somebody who turns 30, who's never been uh, homeless, who's never been fired, who's never been uh, through any type of struggle whatsoever, and then they suddenly get a struggle at 31, they're going through something that somebody who possibly at 16 could have already experienced. And the person who's 16 is growing mature or faster because they've gone through life just a little bit quicker. Now, I'm not saying that you can dictate what happens in your life. I am going to say that 
no matter what happens, it's going to have the option of either making you stronger or you're going to have to tap out. And I believe that everyone has the ability to get through whatever it is that they're going through. And when you get out on the other side, you'll be able to look back on it and be grateful because of the experience. But at the same time, you're not going to wish that your worst enemy goes through it. But it just made you a stronger person mentally and physically. And for me, going through the experience I went through, it was really, I'd say 80% of it was mental. So, you know, everyone has certain practices uh, in life, um, whether it's gratitude or journaling or meditation and uh, self-development, reading books, podcasts, you know, what have you. What are some of the things that have really helped you progress over the last X amount of years uh, post your, your uh, experience that you still do today and maybe the listeners don't know the power of this thing or these few things that you do that's really helped you move forward? That's a great question. And I could be here all day sharing secrets. <laughs> but uh, for me personally, what made, I'd say, the three things that made the massive, quickest change ever for me was finding a way to come at peace to peace with yourself. Because in going through that traumatic car crash, uh, it can be shameful, it can be embarrassing. It was really embarrassing for me to get injured in any way, shape, or form. But uh, finding a way to basically forgive yourself, and you can do that through journaling, you can do that through talking to yourself in the mirror, you can do that through uh, thinking about it, but also meditating. And I've done all that, that has helped. Uh, next thing is reading books. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many books I started to collect after that. Cause it's like, if this person took 20, 30 years to write a book and if I can read it in two days or several hours and get those 20 years of experience in two days, I shortcutted my learning curve so dramatically that it allows me to get to where I am much faster. And the third thing that I think this is what really made the biggest difference, at least in my overall happiness, was to exercise daily. Because going through the car crash, prior to the car crash, I could touch my toes with my legs extended. After the car crash, I couldn't even touch my knees because the fibula in my knee had moved to pinch my sciatic nerve, which runs from your toe to the middle of your back, which causes a very, uh, let's just say, uncomfortable, numbing, tingling sensation that doesn't go away. And in exercising daily, that's where a lot of the mental, the mental uh, agility comes in there. But after you get through the mental agility, I was able to stretch and have that flexibility. And now I, I have the ability to touch my toes with my legs extended. So why podcasting? Because there's a lot of people, you know, I, I had the honor and privilege of uh, spending an afternoon with Lewis Howes, uh, who I'm sure you're familiar with, the School of Greatness. And, uh, you know, Chris Harder, friend and mentor, I was in his mastermind and Lewis came to, to hang out with us for a couple hours and 25 of us in a room. And he was talking about, you know, obviously he's been podcasting for years and, you know, he's one of the original pioneers of podcasting back when it first got popular, 2006, 2007. And, and then it died down for a little bit. And then there was another resurgence about five years later, and then it died down again. And now we're going through another surge of podcasting where so many 
podcaster out there. What was it about podcasting that really drew you to it, where you wanted to share your voice, your message, but also those individuals that you network with on there? And how's that changed your business and your brand? Good question. I would say that for, as you already know, we're going through the, the coronavirus right now, in which case it is impossible for me to get to where you are in order to do an in-person interview. That's why I love podcasting. That's why I love the, the software and technology that we use to be able to connect with somebody on the other end of the world. I can't tell you how many friends I now have in Australia and Europe and Italy and in South America and Canada all over because of using this technology. I find that it's so much easier and convenient. Yes, you might have to wake up at three in the morning in order to talk to someone on the other end of the world, but you at least have the opportunity to talk to that person, to share your story, to hear their story, and to really spread that message virtually in such an easier format. And it's really impacted my business because if you, <laughs> if you can imagine, now I'm not saying that this is what I did for many, many years because I'm not that old, but I would say that when I was younger, I went door to door selling popcorn and I'd knock on doors. The impact that I had selling popcorn door to door was maybe, maybe one neighborhood a week. Now I can talk to 30 to 40 people a week that are all across the world and they have their networks and it's incredible. So the, the impact is much farther, further reaching. You know, I, I couldn't agree more because, you know, when I, you know, when, when we're recording this, you know, I'm, I'm approaching 50,000 downloads of my podcast in, um, in just over 13, 14 months. And I, I know when, when, when you get into podcasting and you start doing these things, people, it's amazing what you can accomplish and what, what can happen by just sharing your voice, sharing your message. Um, sharing yourself with your network. And, and I, I try to explain to people all the time the power and the impact that a podcast can have. And it was funny, a few months ago when you know the, the whole pandemic started, I, I gave people some advice. And, and I said, you know, uh, this is a great opportune time to really create something and I said, there's three things that you can do when, you know, for free, uh, start a blog, start a podcast and double down on video content on social media. You know, none of that costs a thing. You can, I started my, my podcast for free and I still do. I, I, it's through anchor. Um, you know, I have a blog attached to my website, which is free. I write on there once a week and social media, you just have to start an account. And about two weeks after that, I had uh, an old client reach out to me and she said, hey, I just want to let you know, I watched your training from a few weeks ago and I'm happily to announce that I actually started my own podcast and the first episode is going out this Monday. So thank you for the push. And, but living in that world of creation and just doing more, and I know that you do more interviewing than you get interviewed. And I know you know, it, it's funny in, in the podcast world, it sometimes goes one of two ways. 
Uh, there's people that just go on podcasts as guests and they're, they're, they don't have their own podcast. And then there's a, a podcast host that just does their podcast and interviews people, but doesn't really go on others. And the, the idea of pod swapping is just so brilliant because it allows you to build that know, like, and trust with people that don't know you, haven't liked you yet, or trust you yet. But when you can bring someone in, when you can invite them into your space on your podcast, it, it's just game changing as far as networking. So for the listeners that are maybe unsure or uncertain whether they're uh, warranted to start a podcast or they're worthy enough because, you know, it's this whole ego thing. Like, who's going to listen to my message? I have nothing to say. And obviously, you and I probably both thought that at one point when we're like, are we really going to start a podcast here? Like, what the hell are we going to talk about? And obviously, once you jump into it, things start to happen. What's your advice to that person that is unsure, uncertain of starting a podcast because they're not sure, number one, they have anything good to say. Number two, anyone will actually listen. Very good question because exactly what you just said was exactly what I thought when I first started doing this. Now, there, in podcasts, it's, it's a little bit different, but here's a suggestion of what you could do if you're thinking about podcasts. Now, a while back, a little bit more than a while back, I was uh, challenged to do a bunch of Facebook Lives by Jorn Geisen, and he's over in, in the Netherlands, Sweden, that area. And because he challenged me to do a Facebook Live, in order to get an interview with him, <laughs> uh, I got out of my comfort zone and I started doing Facebook Lives. Now, when I did Facebook Lives, I did it at a time where I didn't announce it, I didn't share it, and I didn't uh, tell everyone, hey, I'm doing a Facebook Live. <laughs> uh, I think my first video got over 100 views, which was incredible to me and also very exciting and nerve-wracking. But over time, when I started doing it more and more and more, and I did it like every single day for three, four months, I started to realize that the fact that other people watch or the fact that other people don't comment or what they do or don't do is really none of my business. Whether they like the video or watch the video isn't my business. It doesn't matter to me. What matters is I did my part in saying, here's information that I think is valuable, that I think is relevant, that I think is going to help someone. And it's their decision as to whether or not they want to listen to that or not. It really doesn't matter to me because it's just my time. I'm spending like five, 10 minutes sharing a little bit. And for content ideas, I, you hit that right on the nail. I was like, what am I going to talk about? I had no idea. <laughs> uh, a real simple, easy trick to do with that is, and what I heard was, find your favorite book. Uh, some people have suggested Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Open that up to a random page, read two, three chapters, and then find something to talk about on those two, three chapters that resonates with you. Or you could do jokes or you could do whatever it's gonna be, but get used to talking on camera. And then from there, that builds up your confidence so you can go on to doing podcasts where you're then reaching out to people, where you're interacting with people and where you're thinking on your feet to really spread what you got. I mean, that's, that's amazing advice because it's the truth. I think we all have a gift inside of us that you know, we just sometimes tend to just keep inside and it's all, it's, it's doing a disservice to the people around us. I mean, it's our responsibility. It's our due diligence to share that message with other people and allow people to 
get more of a piece of us because that's that's what it's all about. It's 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 having people understand exactly what our gifts are, and, and sometimes those gifts end up happening at a later time. Sometimes those gifts come out later. But if you never lean into it, if you never find out, how are you to ever know? So obviously with all the personal development that you've been doing, you know, I have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people in network marketing, sales, coaching that listen to this podcast. You know, you mentioned books, obviously Think and Grow Rich. One of my favorite books is The Science of Getting Rich, which uh, influenced uh, Napoleon Hill to, to write that book. It's by Wallace D. Waddles. Uh, Two-part question. Number one, outside of Think and Grow Rich, what is your, your go-to book to read? And number two, what's the best piece of advice that you got early on in your entrepreneurial endeavor? My go-to book. That's a good one. Uh, I'd say the, the book that changed how I interacted with people the most would be How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. My other go-to book is actually right here, which I don't even know if you can get it now, but it's called uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mendino. And that is a, it's an incredible book. It's very short, but it's very prevalent and worthy of reading in today's world. And the best piece of advice that I ever got, wow. <laughs> you know, some people, they give you advice all the time and you just got to let it go in and out the other ears. <laughs> other times, it, you, it just really sticks with you. And I'd, I'd say that I'm very blessed and very grateful to have a very large uh, support network and group of people who they interact with me. I'd say that the, the best piece of advice that I ever got would be from my father. And he said, essentially, don't quit because the regret that you have in the future will far outweigh the pain of discipline that you're putting into yourself now. I love that discipline is everything. And it's just one of those things where it's, it's the, uh, the long-term game. You know, a lot of people live in this instantaneous gratification type world where they, you know, they want change right now. They want things to happen right now, but you, you have to practice patience. So uh, before I ask my final question and we sign off, how can people find you on social media, listen to your podcast and find out more about what you do? That is an incredible question. The easiest way to find me is, you, know, you can search my name, Donovan Hunteman, D-O-N-A-V-O-N, Hunteman, H-U-N-T-E-M-A-N. Or you can check out my website, huntyourfuture.com, all one word, where there and on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera, you can find me, you reach out to me, PM me, and I will personally reply. Awesome. And uh, again, for everybody that's listening, all that information will be in the show notes so you can connect with Donovan. And Donovan, final question, what does success truly mean to you? I love that question. I really do. I'm going to do something that most marketers are famous for, and I'm going to uh, steal from somebody else. <laughs> and that is Earl Nightingale's version of success, which is success is the worthy realization of a idea or goal. So that basically means that if you want to be successful, find out what you want to do in life and your progress towards that goal makes you a success. 
One of my favorite books in the world is The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. And uh, one of the big things that he says in there is what you think about most often is what you will become. So you got to protect your thoughts. And also he says that ideas are free. So write down a couple ideas every single day, do that for an entire year. And guess what? One of them will turn into something profitable. So Donovan, thank you so much for being here today. Love your story, love the advice and what you brought to this episode. And I highly encourage you guys listening to this to connect with him and at least just follow him uh, and listen to his podcast. It's amazing. He interviews some incredible people. And again, I was honored to be on that podcast. So Donovan, uh, thank you again for being here today. Grateful for you and everything that you're doing. Thank you. And I'm, I'm really grateful and thankful and blessed to be here with you today. Awesome. So guys, as always, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening to this from. Share it on social, whether it's on IG, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Tag us in it. Let us know your feedback, takeaways, and aha moments. And thank you again for joining. So please enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.